don't like to talk about skinwalkers. And this isn't them being standoffish or mistrustful of non-natives. This is actually them being protective, not only of their community, but also of those beyond. The reason for this taboo may seem strange to us. Usually when something is dangerous, the more you know about it, the safer you are. But not in this case. The reason why they are so tight-lipped is because mentioning skinwalkers is supposed to draw them to you. It puts you on their radar, and you do not want to be on their radar. In the simplest of terms, a skinwalker is a witch or sorcerer in Native American cultures who obtained their power specifically shape-shifting into animals from committing a very specific type of crime. These crime or sorry, these are crimes that in their culture and about any that I've ever heard of um, are, are considered complete abominations. They include killing a loved one, usually a close relative, or having inappropriate relations with family and or dead bodies. So I don't know of a single culture where that's okay, but specifically these are meant to be kind of the naughtiest of naughty things to do in these native cultures. Acts of such evil are said to strip the person of their humanity, which gives them the ability to take on an animal form. And I do agree with them that if anything is so abhorrent that it could strip you of your humanity, those three things, among many others I could think of, would definitely crack my list. So I see where they're coming from here. In both forms, there are ways to identify this creature. In animal form, They are typically white and kind of move more unnaturally stiffly than the actual creature would. Like, say, the most common example you see is a wolf. So it would be a wolf that was completely albino and moved very, very stiffly and unnaturally for a wolf, which are usually pretty graceful creatures. Um, Unlike domestic dogs, which are kind of gangly and clumsy, but we love them anyway. They typically have red or orange glowing eyes. In human form, they're typically quite hairy and have the same glow in their eyes that animals do. The Navajo believe that if you make eye contact with a skinwalker that you may become possessed by them or become frozen with fear as that same fear gives them more energy and power. Unlike a werewolf that only has a wolf form, A skinwalker can shift into any animal and sometimes even into other people. I have specifically mentioned the Navajo because they are sometimes called Navajo skinwalkers. We do see very similar cryptid in many other tribes, but the Navajo are probably either the origin of this story or they're simply more willing to share this part of their culture. I'm not sure which, but they seem to be the the tribe most closely associated with the skinwalker even though this legend exists in a lot of other tribes i think it could just be that they're a little more forthcoming about their stories which to me at least seems wise i think the best way for other cultures to understand and incorporate and accept your culture is if we're allowed to know a little bit about it the more mysterious you are generally the more frightened people are of you is my experience the more people know about something the more comfortable they are with that thing it's just just what I've seen from observing people. We don't, as much as we say we like a mystery, we don't so much, <laughs> you know, in some ways. Um, anyway, that's as far as I could find the main reason why the Navajo specifically are so often mentioned when it comes to skinwalkers is I think they just allow us to have a little more information. 
Um, it's from them that we know the way to kill a skinwalker is with a weapon dipped in white ash. And upon the death of the skinwalker, they will usually revert back to their human form. Skinwalkers love to cause fear because, as I mentioned, they draw greater power from it, like a boggart. They like to use human bones in their weaponry, such as blow darts or knives, which are thought to poison their victims, causing paralysis and heart failure. They make corpse powder out of the bones of infants, specifically mentioned in one article was infants' fingers, like the bones in their fingers, but I couldn't find another source to back that up, so I'm putting it out there just because it's an interestingly specific thing, but I usually don't like to say things specifically on here again unless I can confirm with more than three sources. So I just thought it was interesting, but I don't have enough evidence to back it up. Treat that one with a grain of salt, in other words. Um, I don't have any friends who are from the Navajo tribe personally, at least not that I know of. I don't, you know, go around asking all my friends that, but um, in short, I don't have like a first-hand source to confirm this with. It's all been from research. Sorry if I take a sip of my tea every now and then. I've still got my allergies going on, but uh, having an anti-inflammatory diet has helped enormously. I'm very stubborn and refuse to take allergy medicine because it makes me tired and I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> so anyway, moving on back to the story at point here. Um, I'm sure that using human pieces, especially pieces of those most precious among us, certainly must go a long way in instilling the fear that they're looking for in their victims. To me, I mean, it's creepy enough to be killed by any kind of knife, but a knife made out of another person just adds to that creep factor. I think it does escalate the fear, and if the fear truly is what they're after, well, that's, they're going for it. Holy moly. That's, that's terrifying. They can use any item that belongs to their victims in order to perform ceremonial rituals against them. Skinwalkers are said to prefer to wear the pelts of the animals that they can transform into, though most sources I found say that this is less common in modern times when fewer people overall are wearing fur, and as such, they would surely stand out in a crowd more. You don't want to be known to be a skinwalker. It's, it's kind of something you try to keep on the down low, you know, being one of the ultimate evils in these particular societies. Often those who are already predisposed to use magic may choose to use that power for evil, which is why high-ranking medicine men and witches are the most prone to become skinwalkers. In fact, their very high-ranking shaman who is very, sorry, a very high-ranking shaman who is very in touch with nature may also be able to transform into any animal commonly seen on a totem pole. In other words, those animals with whom humans have a very special bond, a very special relationship. We're looking at wolves and dogs, eagles and hawks, you know, horses, things that have become a part of our community in our daily lives, those things that have a bond and a friendship with us long-standing historically you know um, orcas and dolphins i think are sometimes seen on totem poles when you, you get closer to the pacific as well these are just animals that have a connection with us and therefore um holy men these good shamans can sometimes turn into those sorts of animals but these are not to be confused with skinwalkers as these shamans have not committed an act that has stripped them of their humanity on the contrary they've devoted their lives to healing others and not harming them so unlike skinwalkers they do not poison possess and attack people they're just kind of 
the ultimate level of holy men and are closer to nature and therefore they can take on the physical form of these animals but they do not become mentally and emotionally these animals they haven't been stripped of their humanity by these evil rites and from what i've seen a lot of these highest of the high ranking shamans tend to eventually lean one way or the other they will continue on the straight and narrow or they will seek to kind of up their power darth vader style and become a skinwalker which is terrible i don't know if would you retain any of your wisdom from you know all of your shamanistic studies if you then give up your humanity and become more animalistic i think of the wisdom of being a shaman as kind of the opposite of being more animalistic but that could be my mindset as a not native american too so i don't know that could just be my perspective but uh yeah there's supposed to be kind of that distinct difference between skinwalkers and actual shamans that have reached basically the native american equivalent of nirvana like this is the highest level of priesthood where they also can turn into animals but again have not sacrificed their humanity in the process so they're not to be confused with skinwalkers who go around and you know just get all the fun out of scaring and killing people still doesn't sound like a good time to me but i guess that's why i'm not drawn to become a skinwalker cuz these guys this is straight up a good time terrifying people i i don't know that doesn't seem very nice <laughs> to me which is why they're on my monster list this brings us to the 512 acre skinwalker ranch in utah not only is this place named after the creatures but several reports of them have come from the property and there have been cases of horribly mutilated cattle strange lights and odd humanoid creatures caught on camera stalking the staff again everybody surrounding these was kind of tight-lipped so as much research as i did it was hard to find any concrete information that was easy to nail down you know like oh this for sure is a real video or that for sure is kind of a blurry bigfoot fraud video it's hard to nail anything down specifically because of the taboo on this subject in this culture that we as non-natives just don't know an awful lot about it and uh apparently that's for the best i guess an author we all know once said that fear of a name only increases the fear of the thing itself and i feel that dumbledore would have much to say about the little we non-native americans know or are permitted to know about skinwalkers and that only makes them more scary which is ironic because they seem to feed off fear so the intention seems to be that it is for our own good to know as little about the creatures as possible whether that is to protect us or to protect the creatures i assume it is to protect us and the members of the tribes but overall researching this topic i think part of what is so scary about a skinwalker is largely how little we know or how much we are allowed to know about them um as dumbledore said in that quote sometimes just the fear of a name of something only increases the fear of the thing itself when you're not given details about something your imagination tends to fill in the worst of the worst possibilities that's why movies like the Blair Witch Project work right not because you actually saw anything but because of what you were not able to see and so to me most of what's spooky about the skinwalkers is that apparently they are so horrible that they cannot be spoken of so what are they doing what are they that is so terrible that it must never be mentioned thank you for tuning in and i hope you enjoy the rest of spooky season